Welcome to My So-Called Opera Life, a podcast for opera singers by opera singers, where we work to connect, inform, inspire, and empower musicians at all levels and stages of their career. Each episode, we'll explore a piece of the never-ending puzzle of the so-called opera life, humble brags and therapeutic complaints, as well as practical information about application and audition processes, each helping you on your journey towards success, which we believe should really mean happiness. I'm Marcel and I'm Elise and we're two sopranos trying to live our best so-called opera lives. <laughs> okay guys, in case you missed it, a post from Wolf Trap's infamous blog was brought up on one of the many Facebook groups that we all follow. This one was about empowered singers. So this post was from 2009 and it was called What Not to Wear in an Audition parentheses around not. This was a play, I think, on what not to wear, which was that famous show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I really liked. And they were trying to be funny, but they weren't really funny They missed the mark. (laughs) (laughs) So we were really not happy with the post and very glad that someone brought it up on the Empower Singers group. So just to recap, this is what it said. Quote, for ladies, if you have less than 10% body fat and we won't be distracted by jiggling lumps, lumps and bumps, then you're safe. Otherwise, be conservative. I really don't want to know that much about what's under the stretchy, tight wrap dress, and I don't want to spend an aria wondering if your girls are going to fall out. Also for ladies, don't delude yourself about whether or not you look good in a shorter skirt. And then one comment for men, jacket? Question mark? Probably, but if you can look irresistible in a crisp shirt and tie, we won't complain. So we obviously don't like this. No, it's highly offensive. And first of all, I just want to say that... I know that singers are out there thinking that she's not wrong, or I think it was a woman that wrote it. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are in a profession where you have to look, I mean, acceptable. Looks are part of the job. Yeah, yeah, looks are part of the job, and at least somebody has to like the way you look or what you represent in order to hire you. Yes, that's true. But here's the thing. How you present yourself is your prerogative, and what you wear is more of a representation of who you are and how you present yourself as an artist and less about like how you look just in the general sense in like a, in such a small sense of the word. Right. And also, I mean, most of what this ended up talking about was far less about, you know, what is professional wear for an audition and like especially for the ladies so much more about fat shaming and, you know, slut shaming in some respect, talking when they started talking about the shorter skirts and just homogenizing everyone, which... Yeah, and I I got so upset even just listening, looking at it, because it doesn't comment on the guys, um, the way they look in terms of their weight, but it immediately goes to that for the women and says, we don't want to see your belly jiggling around when you sing coloratura. And you know what? Maybe that's true, and again, it's your prerogative if you want people to see that or not on the stage or on the in the audition. But also, but what about the guys? Yeah, what about the guys? And also, never mind the fact that like we're human beings, and that's the way our bodies function when we sing. And there's nothing, there shouldn't be anything wrong with seeing someone's belly jiggle when they sing coloratura. And who is going to see that on the stage anyway? I mean, it's just like, it's ridiculous. And, and I just think it's like such a double standard that to put on paper 
is just a whole nother level of wrong mm-hmm. because we know it exists, okay? But to put it on paper... Well, it's just saying we're sizist and sexist. Right. And guys should worry about it just the same as girls should, however much they want to worry about it. Not if somebody else just tells them, oh, you should worry about that. You can take that information and do with it what you want. Yeah. So one of the things that I really found going into that, going off of that, is that it's so much kinder towards men. And it gets them, lets them off the hook so much better. It uses things like, um, so much kinder words. It uses like, quote, tie for ties. Probably, but if you look fab- fabulously turned out with an open collar and jacket, we can be convinced. And then for girls, it's like, pants are fine. Right. They should look classy. Right. And fit well. Those are totally different languages. For the guys, it says accent, bold, fun, amazing, colorful. And girls, it's like, be careful about shawls and scarves and other things that are not... Don't overwhelm. You don't want the dress to, to, to outshine your singing. Right. Like, um, fuck that. Like, right. what? Right. And never mind the fact that this is so excluding anyone who's non-binary mm-hmm. or gender fluid or queer in any aspect. I mean, you know, I will totally admit to the fact that, like, right now I have a undercut pixie. And when I first got my hair cut... I've wanted this haircut for like 15 years Mm -hmm. and didn't do it for a really long time because I was legit anxious that people would not hire me and that Mm -hmm. people would look at me and assume that I was a mezzo and I was a soprano um, or that like I wouldn't get cast because I don't have like a traditional super femme presentation. Exactly. And I know so many singers that are concerned about that. And I just want to shout out to Shoporatic because they are part of the change in making this more acceptable and letting, um, especially women, but anyone who wants to talk about maybe an outfit that they feel nervous about because we get it. We know, and that's why I wanted to address this, that it's nerve wracking to present yourself in the way you want to be presented. But like, that's only going to make your craft better and you shouldn't be afraid and you should use the platforms that are out there to talk it out with someone if you are afraid to do something. I just saw a masterclass a few days ago and one of the Sopranos had bright red hair and I was so happy to see her yes. rocking the bright red hair. Like, you can have colors in your hair. It's like, this is, this 2019. is 2019. Yeah. Like, forget about it. Really, an audition is the only opportunity you ever have to go in in front of a panel, sing your rep you the sing. way you want to sing it, right? what you want to sing, and then to show, present yourself as you feel comfortable as you are. And so we should embrace that instead of trying to fit into all these little boxes. Think about it like this. When you leave your house and you go to an audition, you have complete control over what you can wear, what Mm -hmm. you wear. You don't have control over whether they like it. You don't have control over whether they think it's appropriate, regardless of what it is. Right. And you don't have control over so many things if they hire you and the reasons that they do. I can see singers thinking you know, well, this is something I have control over. That's true. And so I'm going to like follow the rules because these are the rules, like at least everyone, like I can follow them. But that is like so not the way that you should think. No, especially if following the rules means that you're wearing something that you don't actually feel comfortable presenting yourself in. And then you're going to, so you're going to make yourself up to be as a soprano, like let's say super femme and in the, in the dual toned wrap dress. And if like, that's not something you feel comfortable wearing, you're not going to give a good audition because right. you're not going to walk in that room feeling like a million bucks. You're going to walk in that room already in a, in a position of, well, let me try to please you. Let me try you. to please you. Yeah. Which is not, people can smell that and it doesn't feel good for you and it doesn't 
it doesn't come across well anyway. So why give someone else this power? Right. Take your own power back for yourself, yo. These are not the rules of what you should be wearing. These are the rules of what people think that that's what they hire. But when you look at it, think about the greats in any in any like business. People try to follow these rules and then you read about the successful people and it's like, oh, well, they're like this. They're totally different. Or like, right. oh, this person got hired and she's totally like not like that, you know? Be the person that you want to be. You're the artist. You're on the stage. This is your craft. And you you will get hired. Like, I promise you. We will help you get hired. <laughs> right. Right. If you walk in the door confident in who you are and what you have to offer and, and how you look, well, you're going to be great. You're going to have fun. You're going to do your thing. You're going to do it really well. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, if they have a problem with your presentation, then that's not the company you want to work for anyway. They have a problem with the fact that you're rocking some purple hair or, you know, kind of a butch look or a more feminine look as a dude. Like, that's not the company you want to be working for. So don't worry about it. Wear what feels good. And whatever your next interview is, rock it. <laughs> okay, so you can find links to the original blog post on our show notes in our show notes. Okay, let's do that again. again. So you just got a really harsh response to that article. Yes. But we do want to make a comment that you can, that they have changed the language. Yeah, Wolf Trap responded really quickly, like literally within a day. Um, they have, I think, edited the original post, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, but they've also written a blog post in, in response, um, which I will read for us now. Um, it's The blog post in, is entitled Come As You Are, um, which is by uh, Leanne uh, Misluski. So she is the Vice President of Opera and Classical Programming at the Wolf Trap Foundation for the Performing Arts. Um, and she writes, Dear Opera Community, I hear you. The feedback on the 2009 What Not to Wear blog post has been difficult to read. Wolf Trap Opera has been stewarded by female leadership for 20 years, and to see something that we wrote to demystify the audition process in the style of a then-popular TV show inciting such anger and hurt a decade after the original post is truly heartbreaking. Audition attire should consist of clothing that makes you feel and sing your best. The core values of Wolf Trap Opera have always been to empower and advocate for singers in the most constructive and supportive manner possible. We are committed to continuing to live these core values every day, and I welcome the chance to continue the dialogue with you. Um, she then offers her email for anyone who wants to uh, get in contact with her directly and signs it Leanne. So we really appreciate that this has happened and mainly our goal on this podcast is never to attack anyone, but to bring to light things that we feel are important as a way to empower you guys, the singers. Yeah, to start the important conversations that we need to have in order to start changing the industry in a positive way for all of us. Everyone should feel that they have a voice and a choice in this career, especially singers. And it's our personal belief that in many ways that's been taken away from us. And our goal is always to give it back to you. So people, we want to see what you're wearing to your next audition. Be sure to tag us in your audition selfie at my so-called opera life or hashtag my so-called opera life.
What is a therapeutic complaint and what is a humble brag? Aha, good questions. I feel like you have a better idea than I do. Therapeutic complaint means that you're allowed to complain. I complain all the time, I love complaining. But I'm not just complaining and doing nothing about it. It's a way to release some stress, some anxiety, to talk it out. It's therapeutic, it's helpful. It's not just like, let's kvetch forever about something. Yeah. And humble brags? Humble brags have gotten a bad rap, I think, on social media in the past with the people like saying like, I'm so pleased to announce and I'm hashtag blessed. <laughs> Humble <laughs> brags. <laughs> right? Yeah. Never, 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 never. <laughs> a lot of people are using it ironically now, which yes. I find hysterical. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, I think it's good for our mental health to feel proud of the moments that good things happen to us. Yes. And to give a humble brag, you yeah. know, especially I'm prone to not give myself credit for the things that I do well, and I think that's important. Yeah. We need to brag and we need to talk about what we're doing that in a positive way, but that doesn't tear other people down, but helps us to remember that we're doing good things. Yeah. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is inspired by all the opera singers out there getting shit done. So keep on keeping on, people. And don't forget to keep us posted on all your so-called opera life moments by using the hashtag MySoCalledOperaLife. See ya! See ya.